Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. Happy Thursday. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. It's Power Rankings Day in the NFL. Plus, we're going to look at NHL and NBA buy and sell. As always, thank you very much for tuning in today. If you're listening in podcast form, remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you can. If you're watching here on YouTube, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, and yeah, just help me out a little bit with that. Share these videos. I think we're doing great. Um, Loving what we're doing, and we have some fun stuff coming up for 2024. Uh, already a few things planned, and I'm quite excited about that. Um, as always, find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, Diary at yahoo.com. Um, all right, so I think we've plugged all we need to plug and talked about all we need to talk about. It is time for your NFL Power Rankings. All right, it is NFL Power Rankings with three weeks to go in the NFL regular season. Um, As always, um, or not as always, but uh, as some of you may know, we did the uh, prediction show yesterday. I know that was just a listing off of stuff, uh, so hopefully you uh, enjoyed the process of all of that today. I mean, again, it's a lot of listing off stuff again, Um, so hopefully... Hopefully you're ready for it. Um, Let's get into it. We will start with uh, number 32. It's Carolina. I said before that this team has basically clinched the uh, the, the number 32 spot. Even though they get a win this week um, over Atlanta, they are still down in the number 32 position. At 31, it is Arizona. Uh, Not a great showing for them this week. Um, It's it's continued to be a bit of a stumble here down the stretch. Now, we've talked a bit about it before. They're probably not going to make a change at quarterback. Um, I, I think given that the cap situation around Kyler Murray, that you would probably have to, it, it would make more sense to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. for them. Even if they finish in the, the two slot, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and um, give Kyler Murray something to, to work with. Even Or trade out of that spot, get a couple of picks, and try to build up your offensive line, which needs some help. Like th- This is a team that has the quarterback and basically nothing else, which isn't great when your quarterback is making $44 million. So that's where Arizona is at. It's not an awesome spot. In at 30, it is the New England Patriots. They um, picked up Nathan Rorick off of waivers this week. I don't know how much of a look he's going to, to get there, but why not give him a shot? Because clearly the starting quarterback isn't for next year isn't on your roster right now. It's not going to be Mac Jones, and it's it's not going to be Bailey Zappi. And look, it's probably not going to be Nathan Rorick either. Um, but I, I think that it, it would make some sense to at least give him a better run going into the, the last three weeks of the regular season and and give him a, a bit of a look that way. Um, in at 29, it's the LA Chargers. When you give up 63 points to the Raiders, you move down to the bottom. It Quite frankly, they should be 32, but this just shows how bad those other teams are. This has been an abysmal season. It's been one of the more disappointing seasons I can remember from any NFL team. It, it has just been so bad for for this team that is that, that has all of this talent. The quarter or the, the coach is gone, the GM is gone. This next offseason is crucial for the LA Chargers to get this shit back on track. Uh, at 28, it's the Vegas Raiders. We had them down uh, a week ago. Look, they scored 63 points, so maybe they, they should be, you know, moved up a little bit. But um, th- th- this is still not a great football team, despite what 63 points would show you. Uh, but that that was, it was a great win for them to, to just have that. And look, like, they have had some 
like high level wins this season that the Raiders have, like some real morale boosters. I don't think it's enough to to have Antonio Pierce keep his job. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Raiders do next season for um for for a quarterback and just in general. Like what what do you do with Josh Jacobs? Uh, what do you do with Devonte Adams? Like this is a roster that needs a lot of help. Um, but well, we're seeing that there are some pieces and Antonio Pierce has kind of maximized a lot of it, even in a 3 nothing loss. Um, he, he's kind of got a lot out of it. So, like, maybe next year is just a, oh, we're not going to be good anyway. Let's just keep the motivator around and see if he, he's picked up on a, a couple of things, got a, a couple of smart coaches around him, and, and roll with it that way. This offseason is going to be really interesting for the Raiders. Um, at 27, it's the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Shut out this week. It's a disaster um, in New York. And quite frankly, probably could have put the Raiders, and maybe should have put the Raiders ahead of them. But the Raiders were down pretty far after being shut out 3 nothing last week. So, um, you know, we'll... We'll give the Jets this one, but th this is still a bad football team. Finally, the Aaron Rodgers bullshit is done. How fucking frustrating was all of that? Um, Aaron Rodgers coming out this week like, oh yeah, no, I. It, it was unrealistic to assume that I would play. It's like, well, it's not like all of us were saying after he tore his Achilles, like, man, that guy's going to be back. Just you wait and see. This is this um, guy who's in his late 30s, fucking Superman. That, that he's going to do it. No, no one was saying that. Everyone was saying, eh, it's kind of dumb that you're saying you're going to come back from this Achilles injury. And then like, you're out there hobbling around and walking and like, oh, see, maybe he is going to come back. How's he doing this? Uh, no, you guys were ridiculous to assume I'd come back. I am so over his smug, arrogant act. And I am going to enjoy this league a little bit more when Aaron Rodgers is no longer. And it, and it sucks because I, I thought he was one of the more talented guys ever, but he has just kind of that this whole season and this whole year has really just been an annoying, desperate cry for help. Um, or not for help, for attention. Maybe for help a little bit as well. At 26, it's Washington. Man, like, we did the quarterback thing a bit ago, and we were like, yeah, they got the quarterback in, in Sam Howell. Uh, maybe not. Like, they probably have him for next year because we, we, we went over it. A lot of teams are going to be needing quarterbacks, and there's not a lot out there. I can't imagine they're going to be in a spot to, to draft one. I think that, that Sam Howell is good enough that you'd rather lay the foundation, let him kind of go through his lumps, and if you happen to be in a spot to get a guy next year, do that. But th this is more a, a foundation builder for, uh, for, for Washington. At 25, it is the New York Giants. Uh, again, the, the DeVito run comes crashing down with a loss against the, the, the New York, or sorry, against New Orleans this week. It's funny, a lot of these teams are moving up from a week ago, um, but because, because of, like, how far we, we had the Chargers falling. But make no mistake, like, it's it's basically done for the Giants now. Uh, the Tommy DeVito run, it, it was cute. L let him, like, let him play the last couple of games. Like, just see what you have. Um, it probably, I'm not going to say it saved Brian Dayball's season, but holy smokes, did it save the reputation. Uh, because a lot of people were already turning on the coach there. And so I, I think it, it's done more to hurt Daniel Jones. Um, and, but it's probably gotten Tommy DeVito like a backup quarterback job for the next like five years, just based off of this. Like guys have got more for less. So um, I, I think I, I wouldn't start him at all if I'm the Giants um, after this season. Uh, but for, for this year, yeah, why not? Roll with it. Uh, at 24, it is the Chicago Bears. Um, boy, they were close to that win against Cleveland. Justin Fields probably isn't it for them. They're, they're going to get the number one overall pick, given how Carolina um, ha has been playing. So they're going to get probably Caleb Williams or Drake May, whichever one they want. But um, th they have other things that they need to to build on and focus on out there in Chicago. But 
um, the, the quarterback is, is going to get taken care of. We'll see where Fields ends up. This isn't a completely blank slate, and I, I think there is still something there in Justin Fields, but this is not a finished project in Chicago, and it's certainly not a finished project with the quarterback, Justin Fields, although the two of them are probably finished with each other. Um, at 23, it's Atlanta. Again, a team I probably should have lower than this. Um, that, that's an abysmal loss against Carolina. I don't know how Arthur Smith keeps a job after uh, after that loss in the heat of a, a playoff race. This has been such an underwhelming year given the weapons that they have. And I went on that rant a couple of weeks ago. It all still applies. That This has been horribly mismanaged right from day one out in Atlanta. At 22, it's Minnesota, a heartbreaking loss against Cincinnati. We went through it all yesterday. We, we still have Minnesota getting in on a tiebreaker. Um, but they would be in the driver's seat to be locked into a playoff spot out there in the NFC with a couple of games against Detroit and a huge one against Green Bay coming up. Um, at 21, it is the Tennessee Titans uh, taking on Houston this week that they end up falling. I, I still think there's something there with Will Levis. I don't think there's anything there with Derrick Henry, um, and but I, I still think there's something there with DeAndre Hopkins, and I, I think, like, that's a guy who should go to Kansas City next year. He just should. Like, that's... That's that. That's the the marriage that should have happened the whole time. Um, I, I think he's good enough to to contribute in that way. Uh, at twenty, it's Pittsburgh. The quarterback play was just abysmal. They got throttled by the Colts, and that's not a good Colts defense that shut them down. Um, Pittsburgh, it's just it's not it's not great there. I, I do think that they kind of fade off into the night, and they are a team that could desperately use an infusion of talent at the quarterback position, because everything else, like, I, I like the pass catchers, I like the running back Warren, um, even Harris, um, if, if he turns into just a bowling ball guy, I think that's totally fine, um, it's just, it's, it's really, really just the quarterback, probably some offensive line help, uh, wouldn't be bad there either, but it, it's the quarterback, and, like, if that's a, um, if that's a Justin Fields landing spot, then this team probably makes the playoffs, right, like, if they had Garner Minshew, this team probably makes the playoffs this year, year um well, at 19 we have the Denver Broncos they're they're hanging around uh they, they got pumped though this week by Detroit that this was the hey um just in case y'all forgot still some work to be done still some work to be done not the blank case we thought it was in Denver that's for sure it's not great though really not great right now with the Denver Broncos at 18 it's the Indianapolis Colts uh, the defense isn't good enough for me to move them up any higher than this but the offense has been putting up some numbers we'll see what happens with Pittman because that was a scary looking hit this week we'll see what happens with him but um th this is a Colts team that that can threaten offensively uh they are a little bit banged up but we still think that they have enough to make it as AFC South champions at 17 it is new orleans uh that they stay in this race setting up a huge last three weeks against the the tampa bay buccaneers it's gonna be a lot of fun to keep track of over the next little bit um i just i don't like this offense has been beating up on on bad teams the last little bit the, the defense is quite good i i do believe that that this is a legitimately good defense that's probably going to carry them we'll just see what this offense can actually do against actual teams here down the stretch at 16 it's green bay we have them missing the playoffs and the, the, the latest projection that we did yesterday the, the the defense just has too much time uh too much of a difficult time stopping basic stuff and that's a problem so i i, I i'm really curious to see how green bay handles that the next little bit because offensively 
it's it's okay. It's starting to come around. They have some good wins. They have some bad losses, but they have some good wins out in Green Bay. At 15, it's Houston to to come away with a, a win with um with the backups in there that they they had is really quite impressive for them to be able to do that. Um, if they're able to get C.J. Stroud this week, that would be amazing and see how they're able to kind of bounce back and and get them get them rolling. Uh, a little bit towards the postseason. At 14, it's Seattle. That was a legitimate win. And that's one of those, like, changes the course of things for Seattle. Because this thing was kind of getting off of the rails, given some of the tough losses that they had had. Um, but to, to have that kind of a bounce-back win against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are having their own problems, absolutely. But to, to have that kind of bounce-back win against the Eagles is... It's one of those ones that just gets that belief, and it's the type of win that Pete Carroll can just grasp onto and be like, hey, just do that shit for three more weeks, and we're a playoff team. Um, and I, I have them as a playoff team. The schedule is not that tough for Seattle down the stretch. Um, I, I think Seattle is going to move up the power rankings a little bit more in the coming weeks. At 13, it's your Tampa Bay Bucks. It's my Tampa Bay Bucks. It's our Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, the, the offense, like Baker Mayfield with a perfect passer rating, that they have weapons there, man. I've been telling you guys, they got the weapons. The, the defense is getting healthier. It ain't great, but the defense is getting healthier. This, I, I like this team, man. Like, not, they're, they're going to get absolutely railroaded in the first round of the playoffs. Let's not mince words here. But our over is going to hit. And our division win might really hit. And that will basically cover the, the, the preseason bets. So that would be phenomenal if Tampa Bay were able to do that. At 12, it's Cleveland. This defense is just ridiculous. Um, on, I, I've been on uh, Sportsnet 960 this week. Chatting with Sean Merriman on Tuesday. Talking about how Miles Garrett has kind of figured out how to play more consistently in his role as um, as game wrecker for the, the Cleveland Browns. And that has been, it has been a treat to watch. Um, he is probably going to be the defensive player of the year on this incredible defense for Cleveland. That's probably going to get them into a playoff spot. At uh, 11, it's the LA Rams. I just love this offense so much. Um, they, they got out to a big lead and then kind of let the, the, the commanders back into that one. But this is still a legitimate team with a legitimate offense that can really make some moves out there in the NFC. At 10, it's Jacksonville. That was an, that, that was that was the type of loss, and they've had a couple of those this year, that changes your perception on how this team is. And now you're even hearing conversations like, going forward, does Jacksonville even have the best quarterback in this division? Which is not someone anyone would have even considered um, going into this year. It's like Jacksonville needs a strong finish to this year or else there's going to be some questions out there with the Jags. At nine, it's Cincinnati. To keep winning with Browning at quarterback has been a whole lot of fun. We like the, the, the weapons around there. So we'll see what happens now for, for Cincinnati down the stretch. At eight, it's Detroit. That was a, an important win to get back on track. That, that was a good win to, to reestablish. Like, okay, it, Goff hasn't hit a wall. We can get this thing back. Let's try to get this on track here. And uh, Detroit was able to do that. At seven, I have Philadelphia dropping all the way down to the, the seven spot right now. It's just, it's been rough for the Eagles. And now there's a bit of finger pointing going on. That was a horrible interception from Jalen Hurts at the end of that Monday night football game. But it's just, it's penalties at dumb times. It's defense not being able to make a stop and getting burned by Jackson Smith and Jigba down the stretch um, and with, a, with the game on the line, basically. Like, it's just, it's stuff like that that just simply shouldn't be happening to a team as good as the Philadelphia Eagles. So they, 
I, I still have faith they're going to be able to, to turn it around. They, they have an easy schedule here that this is going to be some real good games for them to get back on track and reestablish what they can do getting into a spot or getting into the postseason. At six, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, that was an interesting loss against Buffalo. I, I think it was just they're hitting Buffalo at a wrong at the wrong time. Um, and there, there's still something to like about Dallas, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens out there when the pressure is on and how they respond afterwards is going to be really interesting. At five, it's Kansas City. They win. People are not overly impressed, but wins a win given how things have gone in Kansas City the, the last little bit. They needed that one. Again, it seems like the theme of the week getting back on track. That's what Kansas City was able to do. At four, it's Miami. That's really what they were able to do this week, pumping the Jets. But now, we, we, we talked about it on the show yesterday. It is not an easy schedule for Miami the rest of the way. Dallas at Buffalo, or sorry, Dallas at Baltimore, home Buffalo the, the rest of the way. Miami's going to really prove themselves, or not, over the, the next three games. Um, coming in at three, it is the Buffalo Bills. We're fully buying in on Buffalo right now. Absolutely 100% buying in. Um, the defense is playing so much better. The offense is moving it. And if they can run it, even a, a third as well as they did against Dallas, that's, that's going to completely change how this offense looks going into a postseason run. At two, it's Baltimore. I just think they're the most complete team in the AFC right now. This defense is clicking um, offensively. Uh, Lamar Jackson, we know he has to prove it at playoff time. I think he can. And um, they have the weapons around him. They they have figured out this, um, that they figured out how this offense is supposed to run. And uh, with the new offensive coordinator, that they've kind of, it's, it's all starting to gel out there in Baltimore. And at number one, it's San Francisco. They, they are just, they are too good. There's, I don't know how you beat them right now, is, is quite simply how I can put it. And so when you, you, you have that scouting report on a team, you put them as the number one team on your power rankings with three weeks left in the NFL regular season. Uh, while the NFL season is winding down, we are approaching the midway point. How crazy is that? The midway point in the NBA and the NHL. So let's see, what am I buying? What am I selling in the NBA and the NHL? We'll start with some basketball. All right, NBA buy sell. Let's start with the teams that we are buying right now. Up first, the Boston Celtics. Now, um, full disclosure, I, I am taping this on Tuesday night. Um, so if something has happened in the next little bit, as I'm taping this, uh, Boston is at halftime with um, with Golden State. But I'm buying Boston as being one of the best teams in the league. Like you just you watch them play, it's like man, that like when Porzingis is good, this team is silly good. And so I, I think it's really interesting what Boston can now do. And we'll see. I think there's going to be a bit of a build going um, through like free agency. Maybe I don't know what they have to, to be able to, to trade, but this is going to be a, a Boston team that is right there at the end in the Eastern Conference. Um, I'm buying what Toronto is selling right now. It's funny. These next ones are, yeah, I, I, I buy that this team sucks. Um, and with, with the Raptors, it's just, it's so clearly not working. 
right? Like it, it's just, it's, it, it's a mix of talented players that aren't mixing. Um, and like the, there's, the, there was some stuff out on, um, as, as I was recording this on Tuesday, uh, some stuff today about like different lineups that are actually kind of working and some lineups that maybe the Raptors should be looking at. But overall, like, what does that get you? It gets you 10th, 9th or 8th. That's not where this team needs to be. Um, I do think it is time to uh, let go of the run of that guy over my shoulder, Kawhi Leonard, and 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 start this thing new. Build around Scotty Barnes and and move on. Like it's just it's over in Toronto. It just it simply is over. Uh, same thing in Chicago. Like this team's abysmal. They they might be the least watchable team in the NBA. That um, they are dreadful and like. Uh, Windhorse was talking about it on Rosillo's podcast uh, a bit ago. Like, not a lot of the contending teams have the cap space or the capital to make a move for Levine, to make a move for DeRozan, um, or or anyone like that, to make a move for Caruso, right? Like, so I, even, like, the blow-it-up option, um, I just don't know if it's there for for, for these teams going forward uh, to, to make a move for the Bulls. So I... I I think it's going to be rough for a while out in Chicago. Credit them. They took a shot. It missed. And it's it's really, really bad out there right now. And finally, I'm buying the Utah fall off. It, it's, um, it, it was something we talked about coming into the season where like it, it was this fun story where they weren't tanking. They, they, they were going to grind their way through it. And now this year, they just suck. And that's that's what it is. Like You knew it couldn't keep up for a couple of years. Um, this team's only going to get worse going forward, and now I think you're going to start to see a bit more of a direction in Utah. Who starts the season am I selling in the NBA? We'll start with the Pacers. I still don't buy that this is a playoff team. We, we've seen the Raptors offense, and like it's it's fun, like right? It's really, really fun that this team has to point totals of 250 points each game. That doesn't, that doesn't win. It just doesn't. Like, and while I do like, like Halliburton has obviously leveled up and that there's pieces on this team that, that are actually like pretty solid. I, I think once it gets into the games that really matter, not being able to get a stop down the stretch is going to be an issue. And I think as the season goes along, while these two teams have, uh, or while teams, sorry, have more tape on, on what they're doing on offense, I think it's going to be a, a little bit, not that they're going to go from 120 points to 80, but I just think it's going to be a bit more difficult for them to, to score the basketball, and they're not getting any stops right now, and so I, I do think they start to fade out of this thing a little bit. Now, maybe they get into the playoffs just because, like, the teams behind them, we already mentioned two in Toronto and Chicago, that there isn't that one team behind them, it's like, oh man, watch out for these guys, like, unless Atlanta finally figures some things out, um, maybe that's, maybe that's what happens, but um, so maybe that this is a bad sell to start because I don't know who knocks them out, but I just, I'm not buying that this is a, a formula for success for the Indiana Pacers. I'm still not buying it in Dallas. Uh, the other night they got just absolutely annihilated by Denver. Um, it, it's a good start and they're better than quite a few teams, but you look at some of the teams behind them, like right now, I, uh, it, it's a couple of teams that I have here in, in cell. Um, and so we'll, we'll talk about a couple of those, but I also like the, the, the Pelicans, I, I think could move past Dallas at some point. I, I think the Clippers could move past them at some point. Like I just, this team needs another something I think right now in Dallas. Um, I'm still not buying that golden States cooked. I know it's looking bad right now, and the Draymond Green situation is atrocious, and like this, this feels like he is mid-spiral. But I just don't believe that a team with Steph Curry playing this well can't get it figured out. Like this is 
some all-time great stuff we are seeing from Steph Curry. I, I think there, there's at least one move they could make to try to, to, to salvage this thing. So I still think when the dust settles, Golden State's going to be a, a playoff team. And I'm not buying that the Lakers are a play-in team. Um, I, I know, like, offensively, it's a bit of a slog. They definitely have a move or two that they could make to, to get them out of this. And so I'm selling that the, the Lakers are going to be a play-in team. This is a playoff team. This is probably a home court advantage in the first round playoff team, even in a very good Western conference. So that is your uh, buy and sell for the NHL, or sorry, for the NBA. What about the NHL? Well, let's look at it uh, now. I think that's my favorite one of those. Uh, for people listening in podcast form, I put videos in between each one. I think that one's my favorite, uh, the, the hockey one. All right, what are we buying? What are we selling in the NHL? We have a bit more buy than we have sell. Um, you know what? Let's end positively this time. Let's start with the sell. Um, I'm selling Nashville as a playoff team. Th this is a one-line hockey team. And I, I said before, when I did the game over, um, they lead the league in production per who? Per 60. Um, they get so much out of dudes I've never heard of and will never hear from again um, that it, it just, it's not, it's not great there. Um, they, they got the goalie, they got a ton of talent on defense, but I just don't think in a, a competitive Western Conference, I just don't think they hang around. Like, uh, we'll, we'll get to them in a little bit. I think Edmonton moves past them. Um, I don't think they're better than Calgary, quite frankly. Uh, they're probably better than the Blues. Uh, but, like, if the Kraken can get some stuff figured out, I, I think they, like, I, I like the Kraken roster more than I like Nashville. So I'm selling what we're seeing from Nashville right now. I'm also selling this from Philadelphia. I don't think it's sustainable. I think that they are getting best-case scenario in so many different places. I just, I don't believe that in a, an Eastern Conference this good, I don't believe that Philadelphia is going to be a playoff team this year. I'm also, it's... It's the culture, and it's all of that. I'm not, I'm not buying this from the Boston Bruins. I just, I can't believe that the team can can have what they have at center and still be just rolling on as a top team in the Eastern Conference. So I, I would say it may not show in the regular season because again they built up a nice cushion for the second year in a row. But I, I just wonder if this is going to come back to, to haunt them one more time in the playoffs. And maybe they make a move, and they, they get Lindholm and another guy, and then they're awesome again. But as currently constructed, I'm, I'm going to be stubborn on this. I just don't think the Boston Bruins are this good. And lastly, I'm not buying Washington as a playoff team. Um, it, it would be neat, and it's great to see like Ovechkin playing maybe a little bit better, and some of those other guys um, scratching and clawing their way. But I, I just think, again... With an East this good, some of those teams are going to, to catch up to them. So I, I'm not buying Washington as a playoff team. Uh, who I am buying? Vegas. And I know it's like it's not this wild thing like, oh yeah, I'm buying the defending Stanley Cup champions. But I'm buying that they're this good. Like this is just, it's such an incredible roster. They got a great coach. Um, they have a great culture. It's just, it's great everything. This is such a well-constructed hockey team. Um, I, I am buying this from Vegas. I'm buying it from the Canucks. I have said for a long time, the pieces are there in Vancouver. They got the goalie. They got the superstar in Patterson. They have a, uh, a, a upcoming superstar in Hughes on the blue line. And they got a guy who can score from fucking everywhere in Brock Besser. And that's just how they're rolling. 
Um, they finally figured out the depth pieces around it. The blue line looks solid. I, I, I think there's still one more move out there for them to make, um, whether it's on the blue line or another forward or both, but I'm buying this from Vancouver. I'm also buying it from Winnipeg. We kind of talked about it at the beginning of the year where it's like, ah, now this isn't a, well... And then you look at it and like they're playing really well without Connor. They've found something without Connor on that top line. I'm and everyone else, huge believer in Nikolai Ehlers. And I think this team is set up pretty well if they want to make another move or two. Like I, I think they are a team that should be targeting the Calgary guys and just going for it. Because they have a guy who can be the best goalie in the world on any given night. They have Shifley who's figured some things out. Ehlers who is just like on the cusp of stardom, I think. Kyle Connor who... You have to know how to use it, but there's there's something there. They have a real good kind of identity line with Appleton, Lowry, and um, and Nino Ryder. So they just they have so many pieces that you like. You go up and down the lineup. It's like, yeah, yeah. Why can't they do it? Why why can't this team make a real run? So I'm buying the the Winnipeg Jets right now. I'm also buying it from Florida. We saw them the other night uh, against the Flames. They were so much better than Calgary and just didn't get the win. Um, they, they've had all these injuries on the blue line. Those guys are starting to get acclimated. We'll, we'll see if Ekblad can stay healthy for a real run here. Maybe they could use another forward up front, but this this is a, a really good, real complete hockey team out in Florida. And Paul Maurice is pushing all the right buttons there. I know he can push the wrong ones a lot, but right now he's pushing the right buttons um, out in Florida. Uh, I'm buying Detroit as a playoff team. I think when this team is rolling, it's an offensive juggernaut. And like, I don't think Patrick Kane adds a ton there, but I, I just, this is another one where you look down the lineup. It's like, okay, it's time that this team can take a step forward. And I think they're going to do that this year. And my last one, um, they're not in a playoff spot right now. So maybe this technically should have been a sell, which would have evened the two sides out and made this for, uh, a more, uh, uh, content that made more sense, but screw it. I'm buying Edmonton as a playoff team. They're just too good to not be. And I, I think there's definitely another move there that they could make it cap-wise. It's going to be difficult. Um, but, like, if they get any kind of goaltending at all, watch out for this team. Like, that they are... It's just... It's silly how good this team could really, really be out west. So, there is your buy sell today. And that's going to do it for the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. Remember to like and subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube. Coming up on the show tomorrow, it is fights to make after UFC 296. It is uh, a look at the uh, newest addition to the UFC roster. Plus, it is the NFL breakdown, a monster week coming up in the NFL. So we're going to get to that. As always, follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and I, I went the wrong way. Um, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Or, sorry, whatever. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at Primetime Klein. Twitch.tv. That one. Um, I am uh, twitch.tv slash PK, And you can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Y'all are the best. Talk to you guys on Friday. I am.